Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is John Banker, the founder and director of The Four Persons, with our Lenten Reflection for February the 16th, 2024. In Luke chapter 17, Jesus famously said that if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you could cause a tree to be uprooted and thrown into the sea. A tree with very deep roots. We make a mistake if we literalize this passage because there is a very important truth here. Our problems can be very deep and very deeply rooted. We shouldn't be going around trying to summon trees to jump up out of the ground and into the sea. If we're doing that, we've missed the message of this parable. If you have faith, genuine, persistent, persevering faith, those long-standing problems that you have can be ripped out by the roots. I've heard many people ask, why does God not answer my prayers? I've asked it myself sometimes. And the reason is because we become impatient, because we always want the quick fix. We want the quick solution. We want the overnight answer. Prayer must be consistent, persevering, and and constant, never-ending. Only over time, through perseverance, can our problems be truly uprooted and done away with. Many of us have problems and addictions and phobias and traumas that reach back decades. And those problems and addictions and traumas are intertwined with the problems and addictions and traumas of other people. In order to have those ripped up by the roots and the course of our action changed, we must be consistent and persevering in prayer. There's no other answer. That should be your focus for today in your Lenten journey. Thank you. Welcome to the Four Persons Network. Join us at this hour of mercy for the chaplet of divine mercy for the intentions of the holy souls in purgatory and to rid the world of the scourge of abortion. The intro is by Donna Corey Gibson, copied from the YouTube channel Super School. You expired, Jesus, but the source of life gushed forth for souls, and the ocean of mercy opened up for the whole world. O fount of life, unfathomable divine mercy, envelop the whole world and empty yourself out upon us. Oh, blood and water which gushed 
thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, He rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity, of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. 
for the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and for those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. And for the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and for those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and for those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. 
have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of the sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of the sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of the sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. And for the sake of the sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, Holy Mighty One, Holy Immortal One. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, Holy Mighty One, Holy Immortal One. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, Holy Mighty One, Holy Immortal One. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal God, in whom mercy is endless and the treasury of compassion inexhaustible, look kindly upon us and increase your mercy in us, that in difficult moments we might not despair nor become despondent, but with great confidence submit ourselves to your holy will, which is love and mercy itself. Amen. Amen. St. Faustina, pray for us. Pope St. John Paul II, pray for us. Jesus, we trust in you. Amen. Hi, John. How you doing today, Rich? How was your trip? Ah, uh, it was good. Um, still don't know what we're going to do about whether it's going to be the knee or the hip first. Um, right. I got to go back on the 13th, and we'll figure that out. Okay. So well, that means I ask I everybody to lift up in prayers. Well, I appreciate that, and we need to. Uh, Lift uh, Luke Haskell up in prayers. Yeah. Let's say a Hail Mary for Luke. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Amen. Okay, let's talk about our saint of the day. Today we have Saint Juliana of Nicodemia. Um, she lived somewhere around 270 A.D. She's also known as Saint Juliani, Saint Juliana of Cumai, and she was the daughter of noble pagan parents. She was born in Nicodemia, a Greek city in ancient Turkey. And somewhere I've got written down the actual name. It's now Izmit, Turkey. Um, so anyway, uh, although her father was hostile to Christians, Juliana secretly accepted baptism. Her father arranged a marriage with a pagan nobleman who was a Roman senator. When the time for the wedding came, Juliana refused her consent to be married unless her betrothed would convert to the Christian faith. Her father retaliated against her by mercilessly abusing her, but Juliana would not give in. 
Her betrothed then denounced her as a Christian before the tribunal under the persecutions of the Roman Emperor Diocletian. St. Juliana was unwavering in her faith even after the devil himself appeared to tempt her during her sufferings. She was then quickly tortured by being burned, boiled in oil, and finally beheaded. Some accounts say she died together with St. Barbara. Many were converted to the Christian faith upon witnessing her fortitude in the face of her tortures. St. Juliana is the patron saint of sickness and bodily ills, and her feast day is February 16th of every year. St. Juliana. Great Now I've got somebody else that's called in that's on hold with an 804 number, and I don't recognize that number. Bring them on, see who it is. Okay. Welcome to the Chaplet of Divine Mercy. Hello. Hello, barely. I'm just listening. Okay. Okay. That's fine. I'm going to put you back on hold then. Thank okay. you. All right. Somebody uh, apparently from my state, the state of Virginia, 804 would be, would be Virginia. Uh, that's great. We got that's somebody listening. That's that's wonderful. God bless you for calling in. We we appreciate you listening. Yeah, we got somebody listening live. That's a great thing. Yeah. So, all right. And what's going on around the channel lately? Well, Ken did a great show. Ken and you did a great show this morning. Um, and it is on our it's on our uh, Blog Talk Radio website for you guys to listen to at your convenience. Please listen. John and Ken answered a whole bunch of questions, common questions about the Catholic faith and why we do things. And why we are who we are. So, and a, a lot of these show. questions, a lot of these questions, uh, you know, are pointed. Uh, you know, they, <laughs> some of them are questions, and some of them are questions bordering on accusations. Uh, they, uh, many of them come from people who are, um, you know, downright hostile to the Catholic faith. It's one thing to be skeptical. It's another thing to be downright hostile, and um, I'm always amazed at how they tie themselves in knots in their own logic, aren't you? Yes. It just it it amazes me that they think that they're going to tie themselves in all these kinds of knots and and mess us up, and it never never seems to get us off on the wrong foot. No, and and here's why. This is this is the thing. It's a it's a. I hate to use the term because I, I don't like the word, but I have to use it because I can't think of a better word. It's a cult mentality. Yes. Um. Be, because what happens is they get in their in their small little churches, with their uh, 
their pastor who pounds a certain ideology and and what happens is in many cases they're taught what to believe they're taught what to think but they're not taught how to think okay and when they're uh-huh. confronted with when they're confronted with an objection or an answer that they've never heard before they only know how to respond with hostility because they're frustrated at their inability to respond. And here's why. They never think their logic through. They never think their position through to its logical end. Well, if A and B are true, then, you know, that leads to C and D. They never lead it to its logical conclusion. For instance, I'll just give one example off the top of my head. They always say, well, the Bible alone is the only authority, and anything, any church authority, any any church authority that teaches something that's not expressly shown in Scripture isn't true. Oh, is that, is that so? So then you say to them, okay, show me in Scripture what the 27 books of the New Testament are. Well, it says mm-hmm. right here in the index, that, that's, that's an index. That's not scripture. That index was added by men. That's tradition. That's not scripture. So if you believe that, that Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, you know, are, that these are scripture, that these books are scripture, well, guess what? You're giving a nod to church tradition. You just tied yourself to the knot of your own argument. Yep. It's because they don't they don't think their position through. They're not taught how to think. They're taught what to think. Exactly. It's really insanity. Yeah, it, it truly is. It truly, truly is. But you did, you guys did a good show this morning. I enjoyed it. And oh, then thank tomorrow. You. Ken does a good job. Yeah, he does. And uh, then tomorrow at 11 Eastern, we have Catholicism Rocks. Well, let's let's not get ahead of ourselves. Tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern, uh, I'm going to have a video, a live video with William Hemsworth. He's going to talk about the Bible Catholic Network. Okay. Yeah, that should be that should be really, really, really good show, and we'll capture the audio and we'll turn it into a blog talk radio program on on a, on a tape delay basis so people can listen if they want to listen just to the audio of it. But I think it's going to be a good show and uh, boy is he doing great things with the Bible Catholic Network. Yeah he is. He is doing some amazing things. But then at 11 tomorrow William has Catholicism Rocks and he is real his goal is to make that a weekly broadcast and then at noon tomorrow he is doing a show on whether church fathers taught the rapture and that's going to be an interesting show i'm 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 going to tune in for that one for sure and that's at noon Eastern on Burnt Toast and Coffee. And when are you going to start tackling Revelations? 
Uh, probably next Tuesday. Monday, I have my first uh, Knights meeting. I'm getting back involved in the Knights of Columbus. Congratulations. And, uh, yeah, thank you. Probably going to start with the Book of Revelation on Tuesday. We'll start with uh, an overview of, of, of how the book is laid out, basically its different parts, and, and what essentially is the message. I, I think we need to get that out there because there's a lot of misinformation uh, about the you know, they, they they almost act as if the Book of Revelation is a is a Monday night football broadcast of the future. Yeah. <laughs> play by play, it, it's not. That's not what the, the the book is about. There are some elements. Uh, well, first of all, when we talk about the future, there's two different things we need to talk about. We need to talk about John's future. And our future. So he was predicting a lot of events that were in his future, but not our future. And they weren't very far in his in his future. Many of the things that he's predicted, and and we're going to get into that. But but the overall theme, if you're if you're watching the Book of Revelation as a timeline of of end times events, you missed the whole point of the book. Uh, the, the book of Revelation is really two things. It is the replacement of the old covenant uh, that that didn't keep the covenant with God with the uh, the church, and it is about the institution of the mass. That's what the book of Revelation is essentially about. It's it's a mural, past, present, and future, of God's salvation story. And it really is, uh, and it uses a lot of allegorical language. That's that's what people don't understand, that apocalyptic language, that type of language that was used, was uh, pretty prominent in that day, not so much now. And it uses these large, larger-than-life, colorful terms and, and phrases to almost like a visual form of hyperbole to vi- visually and dramatically describe events. And you should not be taking all of this visual image imagery literally. For instance, in chapter 12, Richard, uh-huh. it says the dragon it says the dragon swept a third of the stars from heaven and cast them down to earth. Well, that's going to be a problem if you take that literally, okay? Because one star is bigger than planet Earth. So if a third of the stars in the heavens were cast down to Earth, goodbye planet Earth. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So you you can't take that literally. It's about the angels, the angels being thrown out of heaven. Um, So, you know, these are things that are... when. when it said the sun, the moon, and the stars fell out of the sky, fell out of the heavens, uh, that's a dramatic um, image uh, displaying that it was like a like a cosmic alarm clock. It's basically signaling time's up. You've had your warning. Now time's up. Now now stuff's about to go down. That's it's 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 a so. 
it has to be looked at that way. And the other thing that I want to say, and I want to drag up the whole program with this, but the other thing I want to say is that the audience of John's time understood who he was writing about. He had to write in symbolic imagery because they, they took these letters from place to place by hand and hand-delivered them. There was always the, the chance that one of these letters could be intercepted by the enemies of the church. So we talked about them in symbolic language, both the Romans and the Jews. We talked about them in symbolic language so that our people would understand when they read it, but the enemies of the church wouldn't necessarily understand it when they read it. Exactly. So I, I, I don't want to take any more of the show on that, and I'll, I'll leave it there. Okay, well, the show is just about over. I just got the notice that we've got 90 seconds to go, and 60 seconds is coming up any second now. All right, well, I got another call coming in, so I'll let you go. All right, sounds good. Thank you, sir. Hello? Okay. So we have less than 60 seconds to go. We are not going to get to the three Hail Marys novena. I'm glad to be back. Um, Had some events going on at church on Wednesday and then had to go to Atlanta to the doctors yesterday. Um, So I've got to go back on, I think it's the 13th of March, and we will know what we're going to do in terms of uh, my, my left knee or my left hip for replacing. And I want you all to have a blessed rest of your day and a blessed tomorrow until I see you at 3.30. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. God bless you all. My name is Richard Pettis. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.